2: Welcome back to Becky Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Let's get back to the games, recapping week one from Sunday, and we continue overreacting uh, from what truly was uh, you know, a couple of you know significant offensive performances. I mentioned uh, leading to break that Miami could very well have uh, the best offense, and we'll get to uh, Chargers-Dolphins in just a bit, but... You could also make the case that the 49ers have the best offense, despite having a Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. You look at Christian McCaffrey, 22 carries, 152 yards. Brandon Ayuk, eight receptions, 129 yards and two touchdowns receiving. So, Joe, when we are analyzing San Francisco, I get that. You know, when it comes to context, it matters here. But the Steelers do have a fairly formidable defense, and the 49ers absolutely smoked them.
0: Could not have been more wrong on this call. I liked Pittsburgh from the start. The market was dead wrong, too. I mean, this one closed at minus one and a half. I remember, over the summer that it was three. Then last week, it got cut inside of a field goal. So... The market agreed with us, and uh, the Niners were out there to prove that everybody was dead wrong about them, at least in the betting world. N- you know, I, I think w- when you turn on a lot of the pundits on TV, they're very high on San Francisco on the, on the short list of Super Bowl contenders, but it uh, didn't look great with uh, the NFC West for us. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the NFC West was, oh, yeah. man, it was wild as we try not to overreact too much. But Brock Purdy was terrific. It's awesome, um, yeah. A lot of it, a lot of it was the, was was Pickett and his issues. Uh, Watt was great though. Once again, no surprise there. But you know, when you broke down this matchup, there are a lot of people talking about how it is set up for Ayuk to succeed, and that's exactly what he did. Big day for him.
1: Yeah, so I thought Kenny Pickett looked like a different quarterback. I mean, the accuracy issues, the interceptions. I guess you could also make the argument that the Steelers hadn't faced a good defense like this Niners defense all preseason. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a tale of two teams from what we saw. And I hate to admit it because I wanted to be down on this Niners team. But man, you start off with a win, then you've got the Rams, Giants, and Cardinals. This is setting up to get the Niners off to a pretty decent start. Uh, So that could help them down the stretch here towards the end of the season, getting off to a hot start like this.
2: I think there's a temptation when it comes to analyzing young quarterbacks and thinking about what their potential might be, especially one who hasn't played an entire season yet. And it's that temptation that they're only going to throw short that they can't deal with the vertical pass or they can't go beyond 20 air yards, something like that. Well, Brock Purdy on intermediate throws, 10 to 20 air yards, 9 of 10, 151 yards, two touchdowns, and a perfect passer rating. So this is something that is very anti-Jimmy Garoppolo where Purdy is using other parts of the field and putting Brandon Ayuk in a position to succeed using Debo Samuel effectively. This was one of the reasons why I felt like George Kittle was going to go under his receiving prop for the season because Ayuk had his coming out party yesterday. Debo Samuel's Mm -hmm. great. Christian McCaffrey uh, is a great pass-catching running back. Also great on the ground as well. So all of these factors lead me to believe that there is some real depth at receiver and at key skill positions For the 49ers. This is going to be scary for a lot of other teams to have to go against so many different weapons. And so there's that. The other thing, too, that matters a great deal. When you look at pre-snap motion, which to me is one of those tendencies that I like to look at in terms of evaluating the top offenses, the 49ers already ran a good bit of pre-snap motion last season. Well, for week one so far, the 49ers are leading the way at 87.3%. And you look at the other offenses that do a lot of pre-snap motion. These are some of the top offenses in football. The Chiefs, the Packers, the Falcons, the Dolphins were at close to 70%. So yeah. all of these factors lead me to believe that these skill position players, you got a lot of them, and they're being put in a position to succeed, Joe.
0: Um, and from the Sealer side, I'm not going to overreact and sell too hard. Like they, as we may be down on the Niners, that's just because we were high on Seattle. Didn't look great yesterday, but nobody was saying that they're not going to be a playoff team. They're definitely a playoff mm-hmm. team in, in the NFC. So it may have just been a bad spot. Shanahan with entire off season to prepare. And and he got Tomlin on this one. As uh, Things are going to open up in a few weeks for the Steelers. We believe so the losses are going to go somewhere in the North. And that's been the tough part for us to navigate. Where exactly are they going to go uh, in that division? But San Francisco picked up right where they left off. McCaffrey was awesome on the ground. He went for over 150. We talked about Ayuk. And, um, yeah. you know, Purdy Purdy was strong. Such a great start out of the gate. He did fumble it twice. Nobody's going to talk about that because, you know, it was a blowout win. But, um, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm not here to crown him in any way, but I feel like, man, in in spots like this, with all those weapons that he has, he doesn't need to do it. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's just it. And he probably will get better throughout the season as long as he stays healthy. So I don't want to overreact too much with... A lot of these teams after one week but I have to admit I was wrong and I think this Niners team is going to be really good especially since the NFC is open I mean who else is going to be good I, I don't know how many teams can compete with this Niners team
2: one more point I want to make about the 49ers Joe and that is this idea that if they are the number one seed in the NFC, and maybe they even mm-hmm. lap the field, finishing with the top record. Brock oh, Purdy no. is 30 to 1 to win MVP. Kyle oh. Shanahan is 20 to 1 to win coach of the year. If the 49ers do lap the field here, and this isn't an overreaction, then don't you feel like that either, either, or both will hit?
0: I'll say no on coach of the year. Yes, on Purdy. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's an absolute yes. I was sitting, I was arguing with people online that just don't get it. I'm like, you're not paying attention to the MVP award. Like, yes, I know. The Cowboys are kicking ass because of their defense and because of Parsons. I understand. But if you think that the Cowboys have an opportunity to be the one seed in the NFC, guess what? Their quarterback's playing well. And the Cowboys quarterback, if he's the one seed in the NFC, he's going to automatically be a true contender. It doesn't matter that Dak had the most interceptions last year. It doesn't matter. Same thing for San Francisco. It doesn't matter that he was Mr. Irrelevant. You know what? We, we all know the, the Tom Brady story, too. Evaluators get things wrong, and he's in an awesome spot. And guess which player is going to get the MVP love if the Niners are on the short list, let's say top three team in the NFL. If they are that, somebody's going to get love for MVP. And we know it's a quarterback award. So naturally, it's going to be Purdy.
1: Yeah, and he's got to be the MVP. They haven't had a quarterback who's been able to play an entire season, even though they have gone far in the playoffs. It's kind of been a rotation over there. So if he can stay healthy and be the guy, even if he is playing with a very, very talented roster, if he can get the job done, I could see the case for him being the MVP as well
2: if the 49ers do not have the best offense in the NFL maybe the Miami Dolphins do they knocked off the Chargers on the road 36 to 34 Tua Tagovailoa 466 passing yards and three touchdowns two of which belong to Tyreek Hill who fl- who finished with 11 catches 215 yards and I'm curious, uh, let's let's bring in Mario Heron, uh, our uh, producer here who's filling in, because uh, he knows a lot about the Chargers. I know you are probably not the biggest Brandon Staley fan around, but it's one of those things where he is supposed to be a defensive mastermind. There were some real struggles stopping the run last year, and now this year it seemed like he was stubbornly sticking with man coverage, Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
1: Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hello com slash sale. And book your free consult today.
0: It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all... It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
2: Okay. kill.
3: Yeah, I think if you put me in the slot, I could go for 150 on the that de- on that defense yesterday. I mean, it was just so ugly. It was so brutal. Um every time <clears throat> the Dolphins needed a big play, needed something life-changing to happen, like it happened, right? Like Tyreek Hill cross route Ralph- of the field wide open. Boom. There it is. He gets 30 yards. They even every time they motioned, it was like, I know the ball's going to Tyreek Hill, And it still was just brutal to see. I mean, I think it was early fourth quarter. We we're talking about this for the show. Ed Tyreek Hill's dominating them. He's literally been their daddy all day, bottle and burping them. <laughs> and we run That's one-on-one beautiful. coverage him versus JC Jackson. Who's been hurt this whole off season deep. Barely did training camp. And we go no safety over the top. JC Jackson, good luck, buddy. Hope you have a good day. And he did not have a good day. Tyree Kill scores, and it was just, it was a nightmare all around. A nightmare.
0: Anytime you're going to give me Miami plus three against anyone, I'm going to take it this year. If you're giving me Miami plus three or better in most cases, I'm going to take it every single time. The offense the offense is too damn good. Interesting, uh they, the the Vic Fangio defense kind of let him run. Go ahead. Go ahead, run. Everybody told me all offseason, Kellen Moore's going to push it down the field. Did we see that yesterday? No, it was the Miami side doing just that. Tua pushing it down the field. Not Herbert. Herbert only 228 passing yards on the day. We know what uh, the Tua and Tyreek combination did. Tyreek said he's going for 2,000. Let's see. He's going to be, I'm sure when everything's reset after tomorrow, don't you? isn't he going to be the favorite? If he wasn't already, I know he was up there. I think Jefferson was a favorite. I forgot how the order... Uh, slotted, But Tyreek's going to be the favorite for offensive player of the year tomorrow, right?
1: Probably. Yeah,
0: I think so. Maybe. Well, who would be? Who'd be over him?
3: Anyone that plays the Chargers defense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I Is think he right? will be two scores, 215. Yeah. So, I mean... Miami, it'll be – tonight's going to be so interesting because if if the Jets shock everyone, then then the Dolphins are just sitting there.
1: Hmm. Which is quite possible. I did think the Dolphins front seven struggled a little bit. I mean, the Chargers seem to be running the ball all over them. So, they still have some things I think Mm -hmm. they could work on and clean up as well.
2: Yeah, they certainly could. But what's interesting to me is when we're sort of power ranking offenses here, it's possible that the Chargers could have one of the better, if not the best, offense once the passing game starts to come to form. It was fascinating, though, uh, Mario, because even though Kellen Moore, now the new offensive coordinator for the Chargers, came in and we were all expecting him to immediately uh, turn on the Justin Herbert deep game, That's not really what happened. His air yards per target were still relatively conservative. It was the ground game with Austin Eckler. That's what kept the Chargers in it.
3: Yeah, it was something that I don't think I've seen since, what, 2007 with LT when they dominated the run game. Um, Something kind of like a little disappointing, too, in a way. It's like, yeah, like, congrats. Like, we got the run game going. We had two running backs over 90 yards rushing, which was fantastic. Hopefully, Eckler can play in week two. Um, but it was also like in that shootout versus Tua, it's like, let's push the ball downfield. You know, let's get something cooking. Let's get a big play. Let's get an explosive play. I think that's something they're kind of missing in that game. It's like, we needed one more explosive play. Just kind of max that big punch, that big right hook that the Dolphins threw right back at them.
2: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, should we move on now to the Packers and the Bears? And uh, Aaron, should yeah. we just put our feet up and, and let Joe go nuts? Because uh, he Packers was won right that about game. this one. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Jordan,
1: Jordan Packers looked... money line. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely recommended that one as well. Uh, but here's the thing, though, Joe. Packers mm-hmm. played the most zone of any defense in football on Sunday. They are not the most zone-heavy team in football. They may have just provided us the blueprint for how to contain Justin Fields.
0: I hope your takeaway isn't "see, Jordan Love is really good. Just pass the baton from Rodgers to Love. That should <laughs> not be the takeaway. Uh, The score at the end, yeah, there's a pick six involved. Turnovers went crazy. Bears were were trailing. Everyone knows Fields is passing at the very end, and guess what's going to happen? The score is going to end up looking worse. Uh, Bears are bad. I mean, they're getting booed at the start of the second half at Soldier Field. Like, this is year three for Fields. What's been the conversation, the constant about the Bears this offseason? Okay, no excuses. Let's go. See what you got, kid. Help your offensive line, gave you D.J. Moore. Oh, D.J. Moore, two catches, 25 yards yesterday. Oh. Oh, a year ago we gave you Chase Claypool. Things are gonna be better, a full off season. Two targets yesterday. Nothing down the field, just like Desmond Ritter. The the depth, intended air yards was in the threes the entire game. The two times they did go deep, 20 yard pass to Mooney, 20 some yard touchdown to Mooney. Come on, gotta be more aggressive. Luke Etzi clearly does not
2: trust Fields. And his days might be numbered. This is BeQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, court is in session. Who will be sentenced to jail from week one in the NFL? I suspect someone from the Giants might be part of that list. That's right here on the BeQL Network.